listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Adele and David Stojic as they talk about uh, mental health and... Yeah, just being a, uh, a healthy person emotionally, always mm. a good thing. Absolutely. What have we got in our... Uh, cl- Nobody's called in for the quiz yet. Yeah, well, it's not that easy, this no, one. No, it's not, it's not that easy. Because you haven't even got it yet, have you? I'm 90% there. Okay, so our next clue is for this Who Am I quiz, my armor bearer and I attacked and killed about 20 Philistine soldiers because the Lord was with us. Yeah, now I've got it. Now you've got it? Okay, great. <laughs> Rock solid confirmed. If you think you know the answer 1-800-FAITH-FM or text us 0491-064-669 if you have the answer correct we will send you a Soyam Eastern album the spirit journey of the spirit beautiful it's an interesting side story to that because during the first world war um, the Allied Army was camped in, a, in an area very similar to where this particular action took place mm-hmm. and um, the Turkish army was camped nearby um, on the very place where the Philistines had been camped. Oh, really? And one evening as, a, as one of the uh, Allied officers was having his, having his evening devotions, he was reading his Bible and he was reading this particular story. And as, as a result of re- reading the story, he figured out that there was actually a route up this particular hillside that they could use to attack the Turks, and they did, and they won. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, there you go. We'll have just to retell that when, from, you get the an- uh, when we get the answer right. Yeah, that's right. So, who was it that uh, he and his armor bearer, very, very brave men, uh, climbed a uh, mountainside and attacked a Philistine garrison there, killed 20 men by themselves? Now, Lyle, I'm just sitting here and I'm going through your phone looking at the photos that you took when you were over in Papua New Guinea because we were just talking about Manus Yes, right Manus. These are just stunning, absolutely stunning. And I was and I was saying it's kind of funny because you know in that in that um, in that segment that we did, um, they were saying about Manus Island. You know, obviously there's the asylum seekers um, detention center, which is a bit controversial. Mm-hmm. But then they also were like just drooling over the fact that you know as part of the tourism attraction, you could go see war relics. You know, and for some reason the time difference makes one okay and one still controversial. Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting contrast. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of, uh, we don't want to go there because it's macabre because that was where we had asylum seekers, but we do want to go there because that's where we fought had the Second War, war and yeah. blew people up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go check out the stuff they used to do it with. Like, <laughs> the war relics are really interesting, though. Yeah, time it's changes. It's just amazing everything. some of the stuff that you uh, that there is around the place and that there is to see. And Well, we've, we've put some pictures up. On our, on our Facebook of um, Manus Island and, and of Henderson Island. So if you want to check those out, check out Faith FM Australia is our Facebook. And, uh, and you can also answer our quiz uh, on, on our Facebook. And you can also ask the question of the day. So just head to Facebook, Faith FM Australia, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, and uh, chat with us there. Okay, so we have, we, we're getting into the book of Daniel. Mm. And I am so excited about getting into the book of Daniel. Mon, can you read for us Daniel chapter 1 and verse 1? Daniel thought that, chapter thought that one. might be a good place to start. Yeah, very In good. In fact, I'm going to get you to read verse one and two. One First, and yeah, two. One Ooh, and two. Fancy, fancy. Okay, here we go. Daniel, which is after the book of Ezekiel. Daniel chapter one, verses one and two. During the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave him victory over King Jehoiakim of Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. So Nebuchadnezzar took them back to the land of Babylonia and placed them in the treasure house of his God. Okay, so as we start the book of Daniel, I want to show you the relationship to this and Revelation 12 where we have been looking at in the lead up to it. Mm -hmm. I want you to notice a couple of things. First of all, how many kings do we have mentioned in these two verses? Two. And their names are? Jehoiakim and Nebuchadnezzar. I'm really impressed with your pronunciation skills there this morning. Have you been practicing? Well, yeah. Yeah, I have. (laughs) (laughs) These are popular kings. I know the popular ones, but the little known ones are harder. Sure. How many countries do we have mentioned? We have uh, two. Two. Babylon and Judah. And how many cities do we have mentioned? Um, None. Yeah, we got two. Jerusalem and Babylon. 
Neither of those are mentioned in mine. I mean, Babylon. Oh, you've got a different translation. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mention. It only mentions the countries. Doesn't get specific. Okay. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. That's the city of Babylon. Oh, my bad. Unto Jerusalem and besieged it. It does say Jerusalem. Okay. So here's the story that we've got so far. We have Babylon and we have Jerusalem. Now, you only think about those two cities for a moment. Mm -hmm. Not only do we have those two cities mentioned in the first verse right here of the book of Daniel, but these two cities are in conflict with each other. Now, I want you to think about the book of Revelation. How many cities are are they mentioned in the book of Revelation? I have absolutely... Is it two? There are two. Yeah. And what are their names? Mm. Jerusalem and Babylon? Absolutely. Yes. And guess what? They are in conflict with each other. Again. And so Revelation and Daniel are all about two cities that are in conflict with each other. Revelation is all about these two cities symbolizing God's people and Satan's people at the end of time. Wow. And here you have those two cities in conflict with each other. Whenever you come across a passage like this and you've got Jerusalem and Babylon in conflict with each other mentioned in one verse, it's just too big of a uh, flashing sign right here which is blaring out at you, this book is going to be all about the great controversy. I had no idea. Yeah. So it's like a signal. God's it's a people signal. versus the devil's people. Here we go again. That's exactly what yeah. it is. That's it. Okay. All right. So in the story of God's people versus Satan's people and God versus Satan, who's the winner? God's people. Are you sure? What was the question? Who's the winner? Of God's uh, people I've got, I've, got, I've got one completely. It has confused. to be God's people. God always wins. Look, they might lose a battle, but they're not losing the war, all right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we need to think about what happens in this particular story. And maybe what we should do is give some background. Why do you think God chose Babylon to symbolize Satan's people and Satan? Mm-hmm. And why do you think he chose Jerusalem to symbolize God's people and God's followers? Hmm. Hmm. How far back in the Bible do you think you would have to go to find the origin of Babylon and Jerusalem? Zero clue. Okay, you'd have to go all the way back to the book of Genesis. All the, all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to go back to the book of Genesis to find wow. the origin of Babylon and Jerusalem. And guess how far back in Genesis you have to go? What, you got 50 chapters in Genesis thereabouts? Yeah, I'm just going to go guess chapter one. No, no. <laughs> no. As soon as we keep going back chapter to the beginning one, and stuff. Chapter one is you know, on the first day yes, God created. This is yeah. on the second day mm-hmm. God created. You know it's not there. Well, I figured you know, we have this theme going, going back to the beginning of everything. So I you know. Okay, so let's go back to Genesis chapter 10. Chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a long way back in the Bible, right? That's a long That's like way right back. right near yeah, the beginning of the Bible. sure is. And I want you to read for me verse 8 through, uh, eight through 10. 8 through 10. Genesis 10, 8 through 10. Cush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name was proverbial. People would say, this man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built his kingdom in the land of Babylonia, with the cities of Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kalni. Okay, so who was it that founded the city of Babylon, according to this passage right here? Nimrod. Nimrod. Okay, and the Bible says he was a very notable warrior, and lots of people had lots of things to say about him, and there was proverbs made about him, and so forth. Was he a righteous person? Uh, he wasn't famous for being righteous. He was not famous <laughs> no. for being righteous. The Bible speaks about him as being a mighty hunter. Mm-hmm. Guess what he used to hunt? Is it people? People. That's sad. Yeah. He actually, according to tradition, trained a hunted animals, captured them, and then trained them to hunt people. Okay. So that's yeah. like the so origins of police dogs and, and yeah, stuff? Well, yeah, he used to use um, you know, very large beasts of prey. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like this was brutality, the worst kind of brutality you can possibly imagine being practiced right here. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so having established that Babylon is mentioned first in Genesis chapter 10, let's learn a few things about Babylon. Why don't you read for us verse chapter 11 and let's go and read verse 1 and 2. At one time, all the people of the earth spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. And verse 4. 
Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. Okay, and of course, God had told them very specifically to go out and scatter all over the world and to populate the world. And so this was pretty much rebellion against God. Yeah, doing the exact opposite. Let's put together the whole situation that we have here. Nimrod, um, if we include what we know from history and tradition, Nimrod was a very evil man who founded the city of Babylon and set himself up in rebellion against God. Mm -hmm. The problem with his rebellion was that he did not have the luxury of time that we have today. Mm -hmm. So we have the luxury of time, and this is how an atheist will use the luxury of time. An atheist will say, well, you weren't there at the time of the flood. You're not an eyewitness of the flood. Therefore, I can put forward a different theory that explains what we have in our world right now. And an atheist and an evolutionist will put a different theory um, outside of the flood to try and explain what we see in the natural world. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they have the luxury of time mm-hmm. and no one was there was an eyewitness. Did Nimrod have the luxury of time? Was there eyewitnesses still alive in his day? I would say yes. Yes, there were still, still eyewitnesses alive in Jacob's day. Mm. Eyewitnesses of the flood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these were these were people who lived for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. And so there was, you know, he could go and sit down and have a chat with Noah and say, "Hey, tell me all about it." And Noah could tell him. He was he did not have the he did not have the luxury of being able to deny the existence of God. Mm. Because he had the evidence of God all around him and first-hand eyewitness prima facie testimony evidence as to who God was and what God had done and how God had worked. So if he didn't want to follow or obey God, he would really have to fly in the face of God. It would be a direct rebellion because it's not even a question about whether or not he's there. So he comes along and he's going to set up a religion in opposition to God, which he did. This is the first religion in opposition to the worship of God that our world saw after the flood. It's so brazen. Very, very brazen. Okay, it gets even more brazen because the tower in and of itself was a tacit admission of the existence and power of God. Wow. Because he sets up in opposition to God. He's like, I'm going to rebel against God. But you know what? Last time people rebelled against God, God flooded the place. So I need to have a survival mechanism in case God does it again. Isn't that so silly that he recognizes that God has the power to to create a a worldwide flood Mm -hmm. and he still thinks in his finite human capacity that he can somehow escape God? Yeah. Yeah. He's so silly. It's it's an effort to make his rebellion survivable. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, this is what we do today. It's, it's no similar to what we do today because as human beings, we want to rebel against God. And so we create ways ourselves to make our rebellion survivable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and so when you look at the kind of rebellion that they were doing in Babylon, it was a very, very different kind of rebellion than what we have in our world today. This was the kind of rebellion that says we know God exists and we know God is all powerful. And in the face of that, we are going to rebel against God. And so that we can survive our rebellion, we're going to build a tower. I'm just laughing because I'm, I was really thinking of like that, that, you know, trying to make our rebellion survival about, you know, how, it, how that works on a micro level for each human, mm-hmm. how we do that in our own hearts. <laughs> and of course, I was thinking about myself and my own shortcomings. <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, when I used to eat a lot of junk food and I'd be like, I can escape the consequences. I'll just pop a vitamin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, we do have that human nature. We, we you know, we want to rebel. We want to create a Tower of Babel to get away from the consequences. Yeah. Absolutely. We're so flawed. Yep. Okay. So how far in the Bible do you think you'd have to go to now find the origin of Jerusalem? Is it like two chapters over? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes! Prize for me. Chapter 14. Chapter 14. Let me summarize the story of chapter 14. Lot has got himself into a lot of trouble. <laughs> yes. Lot got himself into trouble because he lived in the city of Sodom and the city of Sodom rebelled against the Elamites who at this particular time had become the world superpower. And the Elamites came down and captured his city, captured all of his possessions, took him, his family, and sl- as, away as slaves. Abraham heard about it. By the way, they conquered like 14 different nations in this one. This was a major invasion. 
Wow. Abraham hears about it, and the Bible says in, uh, where are we, uh, Genesis chapter 14, verse 14, when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318 men, and pursued them unto Dan. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. The Elamites have invaded, and in one invasion, they've conquered about 14 different nations. Mm. You don't do that with a small Mm-mm. war party, do Mm-mm. you? There's no mean thing. No, 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 no. This is this is this is where you assemble thousands and thousands of men. Mm-hmm. Abraham goes up against them. He attacks them in a night attack, which is always the most difficult military strategy to ever accomplish, and particularly in those days when they did not have night observation devices, mm-hmm. nods. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is successful, and with with his small war party of 318 men, he not only defeats them, he, con- he so convincingly defeats them, he pursues them for 120 kilometers further north. Wow. Yeah. He definitely must have had God on his side. Okay. And he recognizes that. This is mm-hmm. the important thing of this story. Uh-huh. Is he recognizes that this victory came about by supernatural means. It was impossible for this to happen any other way than by God's intervention. And so as soon as he's finished pursuing the Elamites and driving them out of the land and rescuing Lot and Lot's family, um, he heads south. And he's not going home. He's going to a particular city. And he's going to this particular city because the high priest is there and he's going to worship God. Why is he doing that? Obviously, when you've had an experience like this, Yay. that's the first thing that is on top of Abraham's mind. You want to give thanks and honor God. Yeah, he's for giving his thanks and he's going to go. And mm. guess what city he's going to? Is it Jerusalem? It is Jerusalem. Nice. Yeah. So this is the first mention of Jerusalem. The very first mention of Jerusalem anywhere in the Bible. Verse 18, please, Mon. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God most high, brought Abraham some bread and wine. And keep going. Read a bit more. Melchizedek blessed Abraham with this blessing. Blessed be Abraham by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abraham gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. There you go. And lots of people have been speculating as to the identity of Melchizedek ever since. If you have a theory as to who you think Melchizedek might be, mm. we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-324-843 or 0491-064-669. But Melchizedek is definitely mentioned in the book of Hebrews as one of the greatest servants of God wow. anywhere in the Bible and is a type, a symbol of Jesus Christ. Wow. I'm surprised we didn't hear more about him in the Bible. Yeah. He doesn't pop up again until until the book of Hebrews. I guess we'll find out more in heaven. We will indeed. Okay, so here is Jerusalem, or Salem later became known as Jerusalem. Uh-huh. So this, uh-huh. is the, this is the city of Jerusalem, and at this time it was a very, very small settlement, um, but it is the center of the worship of God in the world. Babylon was the center of the worship of Satan, and Jerusalem was the center of the worship of God. I have a question for you, which you might have to answer after our next song break, but isn't Salem like, like witches Shalom. and stuff? Shalom. Peace. Ah, okay. City of peace. Well, we're going to have a song. This is Grego Pele, Never Let Go. And if you know the answer to our quiz, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM.
Pillay here on the show sharing his amazing talents mm. with us. Of course, he pastors the church, I think, over in Toronto. Oh, One wonderful. of our local, local pastors right here. So if you want to hear him sing live, then head over there. I'm sure you'll have him on every day. Toronto, every New South Wales, not Saturday. Toronto in Canada. <laughs> yes, that's right. Of course. If you go all the way to Toronto, Canada, you might be disappointed. <laughs> Just a wee bit. Yeah, Toronto's Although better than there. Beautiful country there, so probably not too disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hit you with another clue. Okay. Okay, who am I? We've had four clues already. Sorry, three clues already. Our fourth clue is I am the son of Saul. Okay, Saul had mm. a number of sons, I think. Well, in in relation to the rest of these clues, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So What's the one that's most named yeah, in the Bible. Yeah, if you know the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM or text us 0491-064-669. And the prize today is a Soyan Isim CD. Now, Lyle, yeah. I'm like, I have to admit... A little bit confused because mm-hmm. you just told me that the first mention of Jerusalem in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 14, verse 18, where it talks about Melchizedek, the king of Salem. Yes. And immediately my antenna went off because Salem, that I know, Salem is most definitely like an occultic kind of reference. You know, the Salem witches and every time you see like, you know, like there's TV shows with, you know, witches or, or spiritualism. There's always somewhere a reference to Salem, whether or not the cat is named Salem or whether or not there's a T-shirt with the word Salem on it or like there's always like a little, it's like they're Mecca. Hmm. So I'm like super confused right What's now. What's the history behind that? How did that come to me? Yeah, That's yeah. just like some weird history right there. Okay, so the history behind that is very, very simple. The word Salem mm-hmm. um, comes from the Hebrew word shalom and means peace. And so Jerusalem is, the, is called the city of peace. Jeru shalom. Oh. Um, and so it's it's probably been the most violent city the world has ever seen, but it's called the City of Peace. And so uh, this is where it originates from in the Bible. Now, of course, when the uh, Pilgrim Fathers moved to the United States and they were setting up cities in the United States, they often liked to, um, they were Christians, and so they often liked to use Bible names, and they set up a city called Salem, mm-hmm. Shalom, City of Peace, because that was that's a really nice name. It is. It's, it's it just is. a really beautiful name. Some very unfortunate events took place in Salem. Um, in the in the very early years of that colony where they had certain witch trials and as a result of those witch trials, executions. Oh. And so there were a number of ladies who were executed. It's a little bit unclear as to whether they were actually practicing witchcraft or not or whether it was simply a cat, a cat fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems actually quite likely that, you know, it was a bit of a cat fight where, um, you know, some ladies got upset with another lady and like, yep, that's it, we'll accuse her of witchcraft. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, um, these were the uh, the last witches. I, I, I believe the last witches, well, the last the last ladies ever to be executed uh, for witchcraft. And so, um, people who are into Wicca today and that particular religion often like to um, commemorate, I guess, mm-hmm. um, the, the the last martyrs from their religion, so to speak. Because I was thinking, you know, if I if I walked around with a t shirt saying Salem, I don't think people would think, oh, peace. I think they'd be thinking, oh, she's a witch. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and so it's one of those. It's one of those words that has changed meaning. Now, if you wore a T-shirt that said Shalom, mm. uh, which is the actual Hebrew word rather than the English transliteration of that word, then people would think, "Oh, she's she's this is peace." Uh huh. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, if I was uh, the mayor of Salem, Massachusetts, I think I'd change it back to Shalom. Yes, that's just, not a bad like idea. A yeah. It's funny how, like, you know, we were talking this morning about Manos Island and can you change a bad into a good, you know, and uh, and change the positive, a negative to a positive. But I feel like this is almost like a trick of the devil, like a count, the counterfeiting that he is so, you know, good at and is taking Salem, taking good and Jerusalem, a, yeah, and associated it now with witchcraft. Yeah. So, yeah. Very interesting little study we're having here with history and the Bible. Yeah, of course, that's from a Christian perspective. Um, uh, people who are into the uh, the practice and religion of Wicca would see it as being a positive thing that in going in their direction. Mm, mm, and, it's true. And, and most of the people that I meet that are, um, practice Wicca um, embrace it as a symbol of peace. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe we need to take it back, make it take it back to its uh, Hebrew roots. Yeah. 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 Ah, just 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 get yourself a T-shirt that says peace on it. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, there's a hippie. I have a T-shirt that says happy on it in French. I don't speak French. <laughs> you don't so, speak croissant? No. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Okay. Where were we up to? We were talking about the origin of the city of Babylon, mm-hmm. the origin of the city of Jerusalem. Babylon originated as a place of bold-faced, open rebellion against God. Mm. Jerusalem originates as a 
place which was the center in the world of the worship of God. Yeah, Abraham went there to give thanks and yeah. to honor God. The priesthood, and this is important to understand, the priesthood before the time of Moses was the priesthood of the firstborn. Okay. So after the time of Moses, the priesthood was Levitical. Mm-hmm. So it was the tribe of Levi. Before that, the priesthood was the was the firstborn, and so if this was the was if this was the high priest, you would only ever have one high priest in the world, and so this was the center of the worship of God right there in Jerusalem. Ah, Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Absolutely. Okay, so two different origins for these two different cities, and we find them in conflict with each other when we go to Daniel chapter one. And so we need to go back over there and now understand. Now we can see why God chooses these two particular cities to symbolize the conflict between good and evil. And you told me Mm -hmm. that it is good that wins in the great controversy. And it is God's people that win. Yes, I mean, sometimes they but might when lose I a read, battle. When I read Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, I find that God's people are being convincingly defeated. Let's talk about this for a moment. Okay. Their city has been destroyed. Uh-huh. Their population has been taken captive mm-hmm. and exiled. Check. They are no longer in the promised land. They have lost the promised land Check. that God had given to them. <laughs> yep. The temple has been completely destroyed right down to the ground. Mm-hmm. And all of its contents are now sitting in a pagan temple in Babylon. Okay, that's not all. Uh-huh. Go on. There's their more? King, their king has been in absolute rebellion against God. And the kings of Judah have gone through four generations of rebellion against God. Mm -hmm. The people of Judah have forgotten God because they have followed their kings into rebellion. So they're not worshipping God anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we would wonder, we would wonder why, you know, even where a copy of the Bible would be found at this particular time because there's probably only one or two copies in existence. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if, I don't know about you, but if I was Satan, I'd sit back and smile at this particular point because I'm like, yeah, I'm about to smash the image, the, 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 the knowledge of God from the face of the planet. Well, we are knowledge to, of God is hanging by a thread. We are going to have to stop the study there, which is a no, weird, no, no, no. It's a weird oh, note no, to leave it on. No, no, just one more point. One Go more point, on. One more. Here's how it ends up. Go on. At the end of the chapter, mm-hmm. God wins. At the end of the chapter. That's exactly what I was going to say. God takes his man, mm-hmm. a teenager by the name of Daniel, because all the God needs is in this case, four teenagers, mm-hmm. and makes him prime minister of Satan's empire. Exactly. We should not despair when we're going through a hard time. When it looks like there's no hope because God has a plan and he can bring something good out of the ashes. So that's our takeaway for today. But we are going to continue this fascinating study uh, next week. We're going to keep chugging through uh, Daniel's incredible book. But this is Melissa Otto now. Get up and run.
was Melissa Otto. Get up and run here on Faith FM. Mon, do we have... Have we had anyone call in for the quiz yet? No, we haven't. Do you have any more clues? Yes, I have one more clue for you. So easy. Okay, all right. So who am I? I made a covenant with my friend David because I loved him as myself. Okay. David's BFF. Who was David's bestie in the Bible? Yeah, that's an easy one. Come on. You've got to be able to answer that one. All right, so we have... I'm not going to be here next week. You're not. I'm so sad. I'm going to have a week of fake Lyles. Well, that'll be exciting. That's what I'm calling them, by the way. Whenever you're not here, I address them as fake Lyle. <laughs> I'm like, hey, fake Lyle, what's up? Yeah, nah, <laughs> they don't really like it. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Um, I think I think you've got some young ladies coming in. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I have a bunch of grown men and a young lady. Okay. So yeah, yeah. We have. She might not like being fake Lyle. Yeah, uh, I know. None I might not like being. <laughs> Nobody really likes being called fake Lyle. Okay. I, I might stop. Nah, okay. maybe not. <laughs> but you will be gone all next week. So listeners, don't be Hey, alarmed. we just had a phone call. We did have a phone call, yeah. From a delayed broadcast listener. A delayed broadcast listener. Who thought it was live, no doubt. Who thought it was live. <laughs> Unfortunately, and, uh, it wasn't. They were listening to the delay because they called up for the wrong the wrong giveaway, didn't they? They called up for the wrong giveaway. But do you know what? It's very easy to listen to live broadcast or even to listen to a smoother broadcast. Okay, so this is actually because I have people... People, they come to me and they say, oh, you know, we live on the edge of where your transmitter reaches and we don't get a very good signal. Yeah. I'm like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> if you're not getting a good signal, you're just doing it wrong. How do you it's do so, it? It's so easy. You actually have two options. You can just jump on the website, faithfm.com.au and just press play on the live stream. I don't stream. have a computer in my car. Well, then you can download the app. It's called TuneIn and you can download it to any device and you can just search for Faith FM Australia and it's free to run. You just, once again, Press play. But the, but the speakers on my iPhone aren't strong enough for me to, to hear over the noise Oh, of the you car. just plug it into your, into your cars. Bluetooth it, you know, the usual way that you'd get... Ox cord. Yeah, there's so many different ways. There's tape I cords. Do I do it through a tape insert. Yeah, but those things really are amazing. Yeah. Actually, my housemate was telling me yesterday, he couldn't find Faith FM on TuneIn. And I'm like, well, you're searching Faith FM Australia. And he's like, oh, okay. So make sure you search for Faith FM Australia. And you'll have a clear signal all over the globe. All over the globe. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much easier. My, fa- I, I, my father-in-law listens to it in the United States. Mm-hmm. You've got friends that listen to it in Great Britain. Uh, and America and South Africa and just everywhere. South America, uh-huh. people all over India, the world. India, i got a friend listening in India. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, we get responses from uh, people listening all over the world. So, that's uh, fantastic. And, and, of course, you can go anywhere in Australia where you've got a mobile phone signal. You have Faith FM. Mm-hmm. And it won't drop in and out when you drive into a valley and, or somewhere yeah. where you're struggling to get a signal. happens a lot in Newcastle. It's a very lumpy yeah, area. A, that's a good way of describing Newcastle. You gave me that word. I laughed so hard when you said Newcastle was lumpy. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, look at the... Uh, um, now, where are you going to be next week since you're not going to be here? I'm going to be at Arise. What's that? It's a discipleship school um, up in Kingscliff. Uh-huh. Beautiful place, part of How the world. exciting. Yeah. I'm going to be teaching up there. And guess what I'm going to be teaching? What? The book of Daniel. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to miss out teaching it here, but I'm not going to miss out teaching it up there. So if you're in the... In the uh, Kingscliff area? In the, in the Kingscliff area or Gold Coast, Kingy? somewhere there. Kingy. Um, then look up Arise. Mm-hmm. Come on Go down, on. sit in on some Daniel classes. I will make a space available to any Faith FM listener to come and audit my classes. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. there's enough for you can't refuse. 1-800-FAITH-FM. So contact Arise and tell them that you are a Faith FM listener and that Lyle has promised you can audit his classes. And then you come back the week after that. Oh, and that'll we be have Daniel, the book show? of Daniel, mm-hmm. from chapter 1 to chapter 12, verse by verse. Oh, and then after that, we're actually going to be at Big Camp, which is another exciting thing. We're going to tell you all about that all next week, no doubt. This is Fernando Ortega, all creatures of our God and King.
clouds that sail in heaven along. Oh, praise Him, hallelujah. Thou rising morning, praise rejoice. Ye lights of evening, find a voice. Oh, praise Him. We have been listening to Fernando Ortega, All Creatures of Our God and King. Time to give something away, man. It's DVD Friday. I love giving away DVDs on Friday because I can just imagine sitting back over the weekend, kicking your feet up on the couch, watching a good old DVD. Well, you're going to have to be local if you're going to pick this. have this one for tonight. Well, true story. But if you're local, then stop on in and pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, or you can just, you know, pop by Maitland Church tomorrow. Our studio and we'll give it to is located person. in the uh, North New South Wales <clears throat> Conference Office. And so you can just, uh, yeah, look that up on uh, yeah. Lake Road in Walden. And, <coughs> and uh, uh, Lyle passes the Maitland SDA Church, so you could even yeah, drop you could by c- on Saturday. Yeah, come on church and I will give it to you there. Give it to you in person. And then you can watch it on Sabbath afternoon, yeah. Saturday afternoon. Saturday night, yeah. all day Sunday. Yeah, you can pop, okay. in this, pop in this morning, pick it up and you can have it for this evening when you finish work. This DVD is called Tell the World, mm-hmm. and it is all about um, an amazing pioneering um, woman who pioneered a lot in this Hunter region, mm-hmm. and uh, a story of a massive disappointment that, um, yeah. That's okay, so this is a true story, and it's kind of, it has a bit of the um, Jane Austen feel to it. Mm, it does. Um, which is my least favourite genre. <laughs> but I loved this movie when really I watched good. it. Yeah, it was really good. You know, I was just like, I was like, oh, yeah. Do, do it's I very have to, inspiring. Do I have to watch this? And it's then I watched it and I was like, that is so amazing. It's an inspiring true story. And you can get this gift for free. All you need to do is be the first person to call through 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, or text us 0491-064-669, and we will send it to you free of charge. Well, thank you for joining us this week and we hope you have a wonderful, blessed weekend and we will see you, well, I will see you after the 7 o'clock news on Monday morning. Lyle. Going to miss you guys. Going to miss you guys. Going to miss us all week. uh, You know, hey, I'll be back again at Big Camp after that. Stay tuned for more great programming. This is Matt Minkus and Josie Minkus with Peace.
isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it the care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sin no more 
to Faith FM, positively different radio. See you. 